The Bain Free Radio Hour. On the podcast, holiday savings and all the Bain swag Santa can carry. Plus, we continue our ongoing audiobook serialization of Timothy Zahn's Cobra, all right now. Welcome to the Bain Free Radio Hour. It's a pleasure to have you along. This week, we bring you my conversation with Bain publisher, editor-in-chief, and art director, Tony Weiskopf, as well as discussions with Bain editors, DJ Butler and Gray Reinhardt. We look back on 2022 and look forward to 2023. We discussed highlights of this past year and gave you a peek into what is coming from Bain Books in the new year. But first, the news. Just in time for the holidays and in honor of last month's release of Penrick's Labors, we're offering discounts on all Bane Lois McMaster Bujold titles, including her groundbreaking Vorkosigan saga, the Penrick and Desdemona novels, standalone novel The Spirit Ring, and more. Head on over to Bane.com to see the full list. These discounts expire at the stroke of midnight as 2022 becomes 2023 and are good wherever Bane ebooks are sold. Looking for the perfect gift this holiday season? Well, look no further. Give the Bane books lovers in your life what they really want more Bane books with Bane books gift cards. You decide the amount, but remember, e arcs are $15 a piece. Monthly bundles, $18. Pretty sure they already have everything? Head on over to the Bain Cafe Press Store and check out our wide variety of Bain merchandise with travel mugs, t-shirts, tote bags, hats, and more. There is something for every Bain fan. And don't forget about the Bain Challenge coins. All of this information can be found at Bain.com and act now while supplies last. All right, we are here with Gray Reinhardt. He's been on the podcast before, but he's probably not a super familiar face. He's mostly behind the scenes here at Bain. Uh, so, Gray, can you introduce yourself, tell everybody what you do here, and then we'll get on to talking about the year in review and, and what we've got coming up. Sure, David. Thanks very much. Uh, my unofficial title is Slush Master General. I look at unsolicited manuscripts, which is the slush, and... I've been doing this actually for about 15 years now, maybe a little more. Um, so I, I think I figured out the system by now. Um, but uh, I'm also a, a Bain author, although only in anthology form. But you're, you're an author. You've written at least one novel. I do have a novel, uh, Walking on the Sea of Clouds. Uh, came out from Wordfire Press several years ago. It's also available in audio, um, and, and I'm pretty pleased with it. All right, excellent. Well, uh, like we say in the intro, this is uh, we're looking back on 2022 and uh, some of the things uh, maybe people have missed or maybe weren't aware of, or maybe they were aware of, but they're so cool we want to talk about them some more. So for you, as you look back over 2022, uh, what here Bain or Bain-related uh, kind of sticks out in your mind as, uh, as a highlight? Well, 
The first thing is this novel right here, Michael Merceau's The Deep Man, uh, which came out in January of this year. I'm particularly pleased with this one because I picked it out of the slush. And after I recommended it to our publisher, Tony Weisskopf, she actually assigned me to do the developmental edit on it. Oh, awesome. And I think it's a very fine novel. Uh, it's a science fiction, uh, military flavor, uh, but it has elements of uh, philosophy and, and personal uh, struggles against larger forces, empire, and that kind of thing. Um, reminded me of Dune in some aspects, uh, maybe with a little less ecological world building and a little more on the economic and, and empire uh, family struggles, the noble families and, and their uh, internecine struggles. Sure, if you will. sure. Um, well, so I guess maybe we should even take a step back and just briefly explain Slush is uh, unagented, unsolicited, unsolicited manuscripts. manuscripts that come in to us. Right. Um, so these are these are writers out there who have written a book and they think, man, I would love to see Bain, a Bain logo on the spine of this. They send them to you. So how often do we um, do we end up publishing something in those? Because, you know, there's the famous quote, 98% of science fiction is crap, so is 98% <laughs> of everything. And while we're not calling anyone's work crap, we do know that the bar is very high where we can only publish so many books and, and David Weber uh, takes up a lot of our slots as do other established authors. So how often is it that you see a book in the slush that makes it all the way to, uh, to getting the Bain treatment in print? It's, it is rare. I have to admit. So this that. is exciting. Um, is what I'm is trying very, to say. It's very yeah. exciting for, for me because um, it really makes my job exciting when I can find something good enough to, recommend to the boss. Right. Um, that really only happens a few times a year. Mm -hmm. And then because we have so many authors already in our production pipeline, it's sometimes hard to find a slot for a new book. And and so when this one yeah. made the cut. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a fun day. It's a really good yeah. feeling. Yeah, it's great. And uh, if you are a uh, avid listener or, or watcher of the podcast, we did have Michael Merceau on uh, back when the book came out. So if you did miss that, you can go back and listen to the interview where he gives his, um, you know, some of his insight into writing it and the, the process and everything. And uh, we're going to talk about, uh, some, I think there's a little bit more to talk about with this, maybe when we get to what we're looking forward to next year. So Indeed. there's a teaser for two minutes from now. <laughs> um, but I see you have another book here. So what is this? Well, and I guess this is technically next year, isn't it? No. Or no, is it out? No, okay. It is out now. Okay, it is out now. Fact. All right. Um, and I was... And I'm hearing that this is a number one on Amazon. Is very that, pleased yeah. to see it as a number one new release on Amazon awesome. as an anthology. Uh, this is the World's Long Lost anthology, and my I am and more down <laughs> That's here your pen name, is that's and my, more. Yeah. and more. Um, but I was very, very pleased to be invited to submit a story uh, to this anthology. My story is called The Building Will Continue. Uh, it was my first attempt to do something in a Lovecraftian horror vein, uh, and I wasn't sure that I had gotten it, but when Christopher 
the lead editor on it wrote me back and said he was taking it. I, I was very happy with that. And I'm thrilled to actually be on the table of contents with Orson Scott Card, who was one of my writing teachers oh, wow. many years ago. Excellent. Yeah. And, and so that was a, a very special moment for me. And I know that was exciting for all of us here at Bain because uh, – I believe this is the first time he's been in a Bane book, so we were thrilled to have him. Absolutely. As we were also thrilled to have you and all the other oh. five contributors. <laughs> well, you know. thanks for that. I don't know uh, the, the thrill on that end, but, but <laughs> and a thrill we, for me. Anyway. Sure. And uh, this is sort of uh, ancient aliens uh, archaeology with a Lovecraftian feel is sort of the idea of these stories. So That's that's how that's what I was asked for, and I tried really hard to, <laughs> to make it happen. Yeah. Well, so what about, uh, you also, we mentioned you are a writer and an editor, you do the slush, but you also have another uh, fandom-esque passion, which is filk music. True. And I think you said you had an album come out this year. I, I did. Yeah. My third album called Taking You Out to See the Stars uh, came out this summer. Unfortunately, I don't have physical CDs but maybe that's not a bad thing because I don't know how many people do physical CDs. They're getting anymore. harder. I'm, I'm an old. Um, it's funny to say if you listen to CDs, you feel like an old fogey. But <laughs> you know, I'm like having to hunt these things down. I'm like, what? I thought I, you know, my my car doesn't even have a CD player anymore. So neither does my truck. Yep. So, um, but it's on but, Spotify okay. and on Bandcamp. Uh, folks can listen to the entire thing on Bandcamp for free, and then if they want to throw me a little change now and again I, I appreciate that but and are um, these all original songs uh, uh, or is there covers or they are all original one is derived from a Tolkien poem okay um, but it's a it's an odd mix because they're not all science fiction and fantasy related mm -hmm. um, and it's also a very personal album because in some respects it was sort of a a retrospective, if you will, or a, a tribute, maybe, to my late wife, um, and part of how I processed through yeah. through that grief, um, but also, uh, I mean, songs about ghosts and songs about weird things, but that's what you have in the weird mode of music sure. that I do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, let's look forward to 2023. Uh, as we teased a little earlier, there may be uh, something from uh, Michael Merceau that you are excited about. What else are you excited about? Talk about that and tell us what else maybe you're looking forward to and uh, that we can, the secrets we can reveal at this uh, time. Yes. Well, uh, in addition to The Deep Man coming out in mass market paperback, the smaller format paperback, um, we are in the process of contracting for the sequel to this, uh, which is called The Silent Hand. And let me tell you, as I read that, it was everything this was and more. All right. Um, because you really get to find out some of the personal history and how some of these characters got to be the way they are. And then, of course, they are continuing with the really intense military action in terms of liberating this planet and and it's just it's so well done and i believe though i am not 100 percent sure about this but i'm pretty sure 
there will be a third novel in this series after okay. that one. Um, so, so can you keep your eye out. I don't for think that it'll. One? I don't think it'll come out in 2023. But you. But will, I'm hopeful. Yeah, uh, and you will be working on that one. It sounds like yes. That, okay. Yes. In Excellent. fact, I already uh, did my sort of developmental part okay. of it, and let me tell you, it was easy because <laughs> this Michael is a pro. Yeah, and he writes so well, really draws you into the scene and puts you in into the action. Very easy to to edit. Right, that's always good. <laughs> uh, anything else to look forward to, or just sort of the the, the regular uh, excitement here at Bain? For me, it's going to be more or less the the day to day. I do hope to get out to a few conventions this year. And, and get to see some folks who I haven't seen for a while. Um, and just looking forward to, to continuing to try to mine those, you know, nuggets of, of gold from the slush yeah. and, and recommend some good stuff to the boss. Okay, excellent. Well, great. Thank you so much. And uh, Happy New Year to you. Uh, I appreciate it, David. We look forward uh, to, uh, same to you and to your fine family. And... <laughs> Appreciate everything you do and appreciate everything that our readers and listeners do. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. And now joining us is Tony Weisskopf. She's been on the podcast before, and of course you know her as the publisher, editor-in-chief, art director, uh, sort of everything Bane, the lady at the top. Tony, uh, <laughs> it's good to be here with you talking about Bane books in 2022 and looking forward to 2023. So, uh, of course, we had we have all the highlights from 2022, but we only have limited time. So, uh, why don't you take us through some of the things that were memorable for you, and uh, you just want to make people maybe who, if they fell through the cracks or they're not aware of them, some of the some of the things from this past year that were exciting for you. Okay, so I'm going to talk about every single book. Perfect. <laughs> 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 right, because I'm the lady at the top. So I get sure. to do that, but also because I love all of them. Right, absolutely. I, I, yeah. I, I am so I'm so proud of, of our team and the the authors and the books that have come through. Um, so I do want to I do want to sort of touch on all of sure. them, even even yeah. if very briefly. Um, and uh, and and that will also um, lead into uh, what we're what we're planning for 2023. Yeah. Um, because uh, for instance, uh, first book we published last year was or this year, uh, Stolen Skies. Um, a, a great new urban fantasy um, from Tim Powers um, that touched on UFO. Tim Powers takes on UFOs. Oh my God, so much fun. We had a great podcast with Tim. and That was actually one of my highlights was, was the podcast uh, that we did with Oh, right. With not, Tim. not about the book specifically. But, yeah, but about the UFOs. Yeah. Yes, with Tim and Les Johnson and Travis Taylor. And that was fantastic. If you guys haven't caught that podcast, yeah. definitely you should try that. Uh, but uh, Tim has a, a new novel that he's just delivered um, with us that is a historical fantasy. Um, and uh, it uh, the, the, the Bronte family, Emily Bronte and, and Charlotte Bronte of, of, of uh, Jane Eyre and Wuthering Heights uh, fame uh, is the center of this. And it is so much fun. So looking forward to that. So that one um, is coming out in uh, uh, whatever the next year is. Whatever, 2023. <laughs> we think it's going to be 2023. Right, so Stolen so Skies was a... a Vickery and Castine novel, yes, yes. and that's what he's mostly been doing with us. But now we're we've got something yeah. uh, not in that universe, brand new from 
from yes. Tim Powers. So, yes. Yeah, Standalone. definitely something so, exciting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yes. So, <laughs> so, so, so much fun. Um, and in February, our, uh, our lead hardcover was Call to Insurrection, um, which is a great entry um, into the universe. It's part of the... Uh, um, uh, the historicals um, that uh, David has been doing with Tim Zahn and, and, and Tom Pope. Um, and that was so much fun. Uh, in March, we had Servants of War, which is something a little bit different for us. It was yeah. it was a little grim darky, <laughs> <laughs> right? It, it was, it, it is a um, uh, World War One. Fantasy. It's a sort of a fantasy take on World War One. So, golems and trench warfare. Um, but uh, with so it's Steve Diamond working with Larry Correa, and the the mix of the yeah. two of those guys. And that's part of a new series, right? Age of it Ravens. Is. Age so, of yeah. Ravens. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we we just signed uh, we just signed a contract for the next All one. Right. So so it's a really exciting about that one um, coming up also sometime probably. In late twenty three, early twenty four, probably. Um, then into the real was was April uh, with uh, John Ringo and Lydia Scherer. Lydia is a new new author to Bain. She's a, a star of indie, um, and uh, that was um, a, a contemporary. Um, John did not kill off ninety percent of the Earth's population <laughs> in the first book. So, um, do we have that to look forward to later? No spoilers here. Uh, but we are looking forward to publishing the second in that series um, in 23 um, as well. Then we had Harbinger, which is, oh, actually, Sean, can you get the cover for that? Because just, yeah, that was, that was just such a, such a, a beautiful, beautiful cover by uh, Dominic. Yes. Spencer, yeah, it could be, yeah. Yeah, we got the wall of river go. back here. <laughs> uh, yeah, just to, just to show you guys this. Um, yeah, Dom Dominic Harmon has has been um, a new artist with us, which mm. means he's only been working with us for about five or six or maybe ten years at this point. Uh, so, um, a a new entry in uh, her urban fantasy series, yeah. the Tinker yeah. urban fantasy series, which is yeah, great, great book too. So, yeah, I know we seemed like a lot of fans were very happy to see a new entry yeah, in that series. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah count, count me as one of them. Um, and she is working on uh, the next one in this series. Um, so um, can't rush. Me. Probably not twenty three, but Pro probably not. So keep an eye out. Though. Right, yeah. right, right. But probably early twenty four again when we're not rushing. <laughs> So uh, in the trade paperbacks, we had the Deep Man. I know Gray talked about yeah, that. Yeah, uh, uh -huh. we have the from sequel. the Slush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. exciting. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it yeah. is. I mean, we we truly take our source piles seriously. Mm -hmm. um, so that 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 absolutely is a way to get published at Bain, and we're looking forward to publishing his second novel mm. um, early in twenty three as well. Um, uh, another collection from uh, Lee and Miller, the Lee Aiden Universe, which is a great way to enter into that. Very long running series, right? We're looking forward to the hundredth volume next. Wow. I think in twenty twenty four. Is it twenty twenty four? Yeah. Next year. Next year. All right. So in twenty okay. right twenty twenty three. Thank you, Sean. Sean Sean Cordegard is doing the honors for the uh, the, <laughs> the, the camera the, for the for the camera work here. So um, Jane Linsgold um, had her fantasy duology. Yeah. Her her, her uh, portal fantasy duology, which is just a beautiful take on uh, that, that she had on that. I love the fact that it was multi generational. Yeah. Right, we had we had the teenage questers, and then we had the mentors from mm -hmm. from our Earth, who were ladies of a certain age. Yes, <laughs> and this too was also just a this great. This is this is so cool. This is like. 
playoff, I don't want to play favorites, but I thought this was such a cool idea to. Yeah. Yeah. And this was all Tom Kidd's idea, too. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, so cool. Yeah. Essentially, my role as art director is to pick extraordinary artists and let them do their thing. Um, <laughs> um, so this was uh, all kudos to Tom Kidd. Um, so uh, this is uh, we. Jane had uh, given us these books both at the same time. So we were able to give them both to Tom Kidd at the same time. So I was looking for a serious look and he's like, do you want do you want a serious yeah. look? And I'm like, oh, yes, do that. Um, and uh, Jane, also, we just signed a contract with Jane for uh, another book in this universe. Oh, cool. So, so this yeah. sequence is finished, but there's more adventures to be had in the right. universe. So um, Valhellions came out um, by Tim Akers. Yeah, that's um, Well, we don't we can't pull every book off, but I, that was a great cover. It was too. also a great yeah. cover. Todd Lockwood was the artist on, <laughs> yeah. on, on that one. Um, really, really striking mm -hmm. um, urban fantasy cover, and we and, and Tim also got a fantastic cover for his epic fantasy, um, right. Wraithbound. Is that that's coming up next year? It is. It? Yeah, 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 yeah. In yeah. April, yes. It so. is. We're having. We're sort of having. These things tend to run in uh, I don't know bunches. I guess sine waves, possibly. Something. <laughs> we, we don't try. Yeah. So it's uh, we're having sort of. Um, a hard science fiction moment mm -hmm. where we're having some really great hard science fiction come through and sort of as that as that's peaking we're seeing a an epic fantasy yeah. rise we're segueing into epic yeah. fantasy and sword and sorcery yeah. both yeah um so wraithbound is sort of the the, the, the leading edge of that all right um, yeah and, and you've got a great a great cover for that too uh sean hazlett um a world war four came out in march a Part of, we also had a little moment of really good military science fiction mm -hmm. anthologies, yeah. original anthologies, yeah. and yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, really excited about. Yeah, that, that was the was. sort of um, we did. We were it is a tongue twister of a title for me. It was Weird World War Three, yes, which, and then this is the war after the next. You know, right. yeah. So the sequels, and so we get a little weirder even with this one in a yeah. good way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 we, we do. And, and we're sort of taking it into science fiction territory yeah, as right. well. It's, it's not just weird and dark. It's yeah. also weird and dark in space. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is appropriate, right? Space force um, yeah. is a thing. Um, and also this probably won't be next year. It'll be looking on the horizon. We have a contract signed with uh, Stuart Hardwick yeah. to do an original anthology uh, based around the newly constituted space force. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's exciting. Too. Yeah. Very much. Um, yeah. Care packages. Oh, care packages to the military. Thank you, Sean. Um, so uh, in in November um, of this year, um, as we do every November, we put out a call. Um, if uh, if you guys know anybody who is currently serving in our military or related, um, we've sent to uh, Allied armies, um, England and Canada and Belgium and, and Australia, uh, New Zealand. Um, uh, anybody who's currently deployed or, or currently serving, if you have an address, we will send you books. Um, that is our idea of the care package because yeah. we, we are readers, right? That's how we show we care. Exactly. It is. It is. And, and, and to show that we appreciate your service as yeah. well. Um, so um, that's ongoing all throughout the year, but we tend to publicize it in, um, in November around Veterans Day. Um, also ongoing throughout the year, we send uh, books to uh, VA hospitals. Um, and for those, we rely on our fans. Um, uh, if you have a VA hospital in your area um, and you can walk the books in, um, contact us and we will, we will set you up. We will hook you up. So.
Yeah. All right. All right. So, uh, oh, uh, Time Trippers, um, which is one of our reprint anthologies. Yeah. Um, yeah. We do those. Another in-house. great. Yeah. Cover. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That is yeah. another great cover. Um, so, uh, Kieran Yanner, uh, I think this was his first cover for us. Uh, oh, really? So, he's okay. a brand new artist to be. Yeah. Um, although not, not to the field. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bring it over. Oh. Yeah, even better. All right, there we go. <laughs> um, I'm not going to go into each and every paperback. Okay? No, so. <laughs> yeah. We also do mass markets there. That, that covers it, right? Um, it it yeah. does. It does. So, and I, I maintain, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, that the mass market paperback is the greatest fiction delivery service yeah. created in the history of the world. I'm oh, just, yeah. I'm, I'm on record. I love those things. You know, I like, uh, I love that we still... Do them even as ebooks. When we love ebooks too, and I read a lot of ebooks, but I, I, I love the mass market moment, so it's great. I think people predicted that the paperback would go away. The mass yeah. market, the mass market paperback would go away as the ebook achieved supremacy. Yeah, but that hasn't it happened. happened. It yeah. hasn't happened. Yeah. No, because and I think you're right. It's because it is a maybe not the perfect. You know, <laughs> I'm not sure there are perfect things sure. on, on this side of heaven, but <laughs> right, you know, other than obviously present company. But <laughs> but 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 yeah, but but it is a great way to read. Yeah. Right? It's it's a good size for your hand. It you know the the size of print that you can mm-hmm. get. You know yeah. So it it works as a physical object. Right. And I think, uh, I, so I think it, I, I think it will never go away. Yeah. Our, yeah. I, yeah. I agree with you. So looking at, uh, looking so, at our summer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I was going to say, so, uh, oh, is that, that's the, okay. Keep going. That's right. Cause we're all, oh, yeah. that was only one season. That was, that was I know. Settle in. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was only one season, right? We had David Weber and Chip Powers and Larry Correa and John Ringer and Wed Spencer. And that was yeah. just the hardcovers. Ah, so, so much fun. And, uh, so our, our summer led off with, uh, Sharon Lee and Steve Miller. Right. If you want summer reading, binge reading, oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, there is no better series to do that with than Lee Aiden, I think, right now. Um, uh, so we had a new novel um, in that series, and we will have another novel, uh, another Lee Aiden novel um, in that sequence. Salvage Right um, is going to be coming out. I don't know, sometime in twenty twenty three. We'll we'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and then uh, the the next month in June we had. Um, we had David Weber and Jane Linskold. With Returning to the YA Star Kingdom series. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, we had a new artist uh, for uh, for that sequence, a new artist um, to that series. I don't think Bob Eggleton had ever done an Honorverse mm-hmm. book before, but he was thrilled to be the first person to do a Hexapuma. Ah. Right. <laughs> so if you want to see what a Hexapuma looks like. Yeah. Oh, is it right no, behind yeah. us? Yeah. Uh, new clan right there. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there you go. Yeah. So if you've always wanted to know, this is now what, you know. This is what a hexapoma looks like. To Bob Eggleton, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. There will there will be others, right, in the autoverse you know, illustrating. But um, but but that was one. Then the following month we had a uh, Oh yeah. Tim Zahn, the Echoes yeah. plot. Right. And so that that that's on the uh, we put that that was such a great cover from Dave Seeley. That's this is the artwork. And this is like a great heist sort of. Yes, it is. Uh, Ocean's Eleven, <laughs> yes. yeah, in space yes. kind of. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. With the fun twists and the cool, the cool characters. Build the team and Build, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. much. I mean, all the stuff that Tim brought to the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. 
he's getting to do right. his, his own universe. Yes. Right. So, so, so much fun. I mean, this is a series close to Tim's Heart, too. And, happy to say, there will be another Icarus book coming out in 2023. Yes. <laughs> um, the Icarus, Icarus Twin. Twin, yes. Yes, yes. yes. Well, that's and just even the title, the way that it relates to the plot is interesting. Yeah. So, um, in August, we had an Asini Shards novel from Kevin Eichenberg. Right. Yeah. So uh, Kevin, again, he's not a new author, but he was new to Bain um, <laughs> and uh, worked closely with Eric Flint um, to develop this one. Yeah. And we get to see um, uh, military cadets, what George Washington would do with military cadets with modern sidearms, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and again, an absolutely beautiful cover. Is that from Kieran? I believe, yes. Yeah, another great cover from Kieran Yarn. So, um, oh, and then in, also in August, uh, a great, great techno thriller science fiction novel by Travis yeah. Taylor, Ballistic. Yeah, very um, like near future. Yeah, could happen tomorrow. Kind yes. Of. Yeah. yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. What happens if one of the richest men in the world decides to hold the world hostage? Not that I'm saying they would do that. <laughs> Right. Okay, but but if they wanted to, if but they if they to, wanted yeah. to, what would they do? How yeah. would they go about it? Right. And so the uh, International Space Station plays an important part, but also again, seeing how Travis puts that team together. Yeah. Right. There's the Marine. Uh, there are the the, the engineers. There's the, uh, the 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 woman in the space the force. Yeah. So who uh -huh. the astronaut who's yeah. you know who's who's on the the space station. All they all play a really important part in this, and it's just nonstop. Amazing yeah. actions, just pure, pure, you know, full on Travis is so, so, so much fun. Um, yeah. yeah, and that's one I don't think we did a. I don't think Tra Travis is very busy, oh, and yeah. so I don't know if we yeah. got a chance to do a podcast. We've talked about it when it was released, but yeah. I don't know if we did a full interview. So if you missed that one somehow. Yes, definitely yeah. go back and, and check yeah. out the book because yeah. it is yeah. yeah yeah for sure and you yeah. and you and you should check check out his TV show too yeah um, he uh, he's on the History Channel um, doing the uh, Secret of Skinwalker Ranch um, and it really it, it ties directly into um, UFOs which are now we know you know a lot of information yeah. about them has become declassified I don't think we're even calling them UFOs we're now. calling we're them something trendier UFO is cooler I'm yeah. gonna stay old school until I. Of course not to. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say until you die. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hopefully a long time. So, yeah, yeah, we know, we all know what we're talking about. This, yeah. you know, these phenomena that for a long time, well, maybe it's the Russians. And the Russians were like, well, it's probably the Americans. Right. And, you know, and the Chinese were, it's probably the Russians and Americans. Mm -hmm. It's not. Yeah. It's not any of us. Right. So what is So it? what's going on? We yeah. don't know. Exactly. <laughs> we don't yeah. know. But part of what Travis is doing is trying to measure these phenomena. Yeah. Right. You know, and he's bringing his Rocket City redneck attitude uh -huh. to, you know, to this endeavor. But it's also a very scientific method. Yeah. Um, and again, we did that. You you did that UFO yeah. roundtable. So yeah. early in, in the year. So and Travis was able to do that. He was. So, yeah. yeah so yeah. there's. Yeah. Because he wasn't filming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't in Utah filming. So uh, also that season we had uh, Dave Butler, um, beloved podcast host. Yes. yes. Uh, um, yeah. His science fiction novel, Abbott in Darkness. Um, yeah, I got the chance to talk to him about it, so yeah. that I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah, it is. It's a great planet story, and it's a story about a family, right? If you mm -hmm. like the Rolling Stones, if you like Heinlein, the Rolling Stones, mm -hmm. then it's a it, it, it's a realistic treatment of the family. Right? Yeah, 
I see a, a lot of new writers um, when I do workshops and, and such, or when we get uh, short story contests, and they'll try to develop a character by killing off their family, right? right? It's like, you are only interesting if your family is all dead. Right. This is not true, okay? <laughs> so Butler, Butler shows you, right? It's yeah. like the, the whole family is of interest here, and the dog does not die, all right? I'm just saying. Right, for those of yeah, who are worried about it. <laughs> the dog does not die. I love the aliens in it, too, yes. I told him. Um, yes. we don't want to, they kind of come late so I don't want to spoil too much but they're very cool you know? they are they're yeah. well thought out and, yeah. and, and yes yes and they're very important to, to how the story goes so another one of our um, original anthologies military science fiction anthologies is Robo Soldiers mm -hmm. um, thank you for your servos okay Stephen Lawson who is the editor Right, but it is. A, <laughs> it's. It sounds like it's humorous military science fiction, but it's not. Mm -hmm. um, again, a great cover here from Kurt Miller. Um, What's that, Kurt? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, if people were sort of wondering where has the military science fiction from Bane gone, uh, it, it's gone into these original anthologies for this particular season. And again, these things come in waves. They come in waves. It's not. It's not that we. Uh, we've stopped publishing novels. It's just that the short stories. We got the, so many slots. We got to mix it up sometimes. Well, it's it's, and, and, it's what comes in when. Yeah, right. Right. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. something in the zeitgeist. You it know, is. it's like it uh, absolutely yeah. is. So um, there's a nice mix here. Um, he got his uh, his uh, reserve um, uh, commander, um, Major General retired Stephen Hogan, to do the introduction for this. He's you know he's a science fiction guy. Yeah. Right. So I love that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and it's about. Um, uh, it's about a topic that actually is going to tie into a book that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Um, Jigsaw Assassin, great novel by uh, Catherine Asaro. Um, a major Bajan yes. novel. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's a mystery, but it also ties into the nature of AI and how human, uh, human societies use AI. And so it's a straight mystery adventure. So, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, it's pure fun, but it's also got that sort of banish. Yeah twist to it sure. where you're where you're thinking about the implications of technology um so um oh and then trouble walked in um by uh, mike Cooperie, which was also a you know a very oh, yeah. different take we on had science a, fiction. we had a little noir we, moment too we yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. hard-boiled noir movement yeah. we did right moment. right and larry Curie and casey they all sort of led the charge on uh -huh. that with their original anthologies mm -hmm. But also novels uh, came out of this. Yeah, so this was the first in their noir trilogy. Oh, oh sorry, second. this was the second yeah. in their noir trilogy. Uh, Dominic Harmon did the cover for this. Yeah. And I don't know if you can appreciate, but he's got the shield, yeah. the, the Bane logo. He likes logo. to hide the Bane logo. He does. Yeah. Well, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he asked me, so what kind of what what kind of uh, business should be in the neon? And he came up with a, with a reloading ammo. And I'm like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that. That's the business that's going to be there. So it's sort of down and out, and yeah, and, 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 and dark and and, and warm. <laughs> so, um, so that was that was our that was our summer. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, you know, just amazing power pack stuff. Um, and then so into fall, right? Into books now that you're going to be buying for your friends and family for the holidays. Just saying, they're coming up. Um, oh, all right. So no game for nights was uh, was the follow up um, noir anthology. Yeah. And they're going to do a third one, right? So the first yeah. one was about the femme fatale. Yeah. The second one was the uh, detective. Was was yeah. the detective, right? Right. Our, our, our male hero slash anti hero. Um, and the third 
What is the third element of noir? Is it the dog? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Good guess. city. It is the city. The city it yeah. is the city, right? It's the setting. Yeah. It's, it's the, the lonely streets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... I don't remember what the title is, but but what but what watch out for that um, in, in twenty three as well. Um, this one this one is it's, it's, I have I have a soft spot for vampire stories. Okay, sure. Um, as, you know, as, as who doesn't, right? All right, Christopher Rocky doesn't, but <laughs> <laughs> but this this was a new take on, on a vampire that I had not seen. Now keep in mind that the first anthology that I ever edited for Bane was called Tomorrow Sucks. And it, <laughs> it was a reprint anthology about science fiction takes on vampires. We had Susan Petrie and Dean Ng. And, and it was a reprint anthology. But So I love vampires. Mm-hmm. And this was one I hadn't seen before. So this was the Jewish superhero vampire. Yeah. As one does, right? <laughs> so, um, it's uh, David Carrico's first solo novel for us. He's familiar to Bane readers yeah. from the 1632 universe. Yeah. Um, well, he did the solo Ring of Fire thing, yes, right? Yes. But this is his own creation, is, his own, yeah. Yes, this is not a Ring of Fire novel. Right. No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you try to figure out where it fits in the Ring of Fire, you're going to have a hard time because it doesn't. And yeah. No, it, it absolutely does not. But, uh, but, but, it, but it is great fun. Um, and if you have someone on your gift list who likes vampires, just saying. Uh, and so, all right, then in October, we had the Janus File um, by David Weber and Jacob Holland. Yeah, and the, what is the name of that series? The Gordian Division right, series. Right, the Gordian Division yeah. series. So so this is a, um, it's a police procedural set in their time travel um, multiverse yeah. universe. So instead of killing off literally billions of people... <laughs> I believe there's only one murder only, in this one. The body count is lower. The body count is lower. The stakes are still high. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're getting to explore some of the cool new technology. Yeah. And I think the fun for this, for David, especially working with Jacob, mm-hmm. is getting to do all the technology bits that he doesn't allow himself to do in the universe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? That this is this is this is where he does the androids and the AIs and 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 the time travel and all of that kind of stuff that are absolutely forbidden. He gets to play with yeah. here. <laughs> so, um, so there there is that. Um, then in uh, in November we had um, sixteen thirty seven the Transylvanian decision, which is in the Ring of Fire. Um, Eric Flint, um, as you know, passed away earlier this year, um, and he had just delivered this book yeah. um, with uh, with Robert Waters. Um, yeah. It is not about vampires, again. <laughs> no vampires. <laughs> Although, it, yes. It is set in Transylvania, <laughs> but, but there vampire, are no vampires. Yeah. Right, okay. So. Now, is this the last book that Eric worked on? It um, is not. It is not. Okay, so we have, we have, <laughs> no. we have more... In the pipeline, okay. Yeah, er- er- Eric was a juggler. He sure. had lots of irons in the fire. Um, there are several collaborations that he would, that he had worked on the outlines for, had, had worked with the, his co-authors on, um, and that he will be getting full credit with because he put in sure. the work. Yeah. Um, and uh, the next one of those will be coming out um, after this. I think it's... it's in, yeah, yeah, it may be in... What are we putting I think together now? Yeah, maybe in yeah, I think it's in twenty. Maybe fall. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Fall. I think it's yeah. In, in, in or yeah, it's fall or spring of twenty three. Um, yeah. And we'll be continuing the uh, the, the uh, uh, Russian saga. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the Russia in the sixteen thirty two universe has broken up into several states, and 
that side of things. Right. So <laughs> you know, there, 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 there are lots of problems, but there are also there's really interesting technology that they're exploring mm -hmm. too. Trackless trains and steam powered airplanes, and you know, we need All something. That fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, you need that to get across the steps, right? Okay. So, so that's coming up. Um, then in November, uh, we just had uh, Penrick's Labors by Lois Boudreau. Penrick is just such a. Cool and this is the third. Yes, this is the third of uh, her collection. Yes, of her Penrick series. Um, we call them collections, but they're but they're they're co they're connected sure. novellas. They yeah. read like novels. Um, they're all about Penrick and um, Desdemona, hmm. who is his who is who lives within him, um, and uh, uh, Penrick is just such a fun person to hang out with. Right, mm -hmm. Lois. Lois is a wonderful storyteller, and Penrick is a and, and, and so much fun, and, and the cool twists, and the lovely fantasy world. So, um, yeah, Penrick, awesome, awesome, great. And then for December, our hardcover is a original novel by Simon Green. So this this came out two three weeks ago or whatever. I don't know what day. No, a week ago. A week ago. as we record this. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And. Uh, yeah. A lot of people associate Christmas with ghost stories. Yeah, it's a long tradition of that, you know. They're, it's they're, in the song. Lots of whatever and ghost stories of Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. It has the yeah. line about it. Yeah, All right. So. Why is it the most wonderful time yeah. of the year? Because scary freaking ghosts. Okay. Ghost stories. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> not, 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 not really. But it is right, right. The season is getting darker and sure. and uh, and uh, Christmas Carol and yeah. so on and and so uh, so this is this is uh, part of his Ishmael Jones series. Mm -hmm. um, now Ishmael, he's not your standard cookie cutter detective. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is this is this is why this is why Bain publishes sure. these. Right. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give it away, but <laughs> I was about to, so I'm glad you said that. Okay, right. I'll, I'll say anything. Well yeah. I mean this is I think book twelve in the series. So yeah. you can't they, each episode stands along. Okay. Or book eleven? Book eleven. Okay. And this is we have because these were never released in America. No. These uh, Simon's British. Yes. English. UK. -ish. Well, he, he, I don't know what the term they like over there. Anyway, well, he lives in England. He lives in England, yes. and um, they were released over there, but never over here. And so we are reissuing uh, the first ten. I guess we well, have. Yeah, is we, that correct? We, we've got the first three on the schedule. We've got so. the first three on the schedule. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I guess. Yeah. Um, but then this is a new one. This is a brand, brand new, new one, yeah. and it's from us. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it has better art. I'm just saying. It does. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, that season we had Deploying Dragons by Dan Kobold. Yeah, um, the sequel to Domesticating Dragon. Right. So, yeah. you know, when you're looking to monetize your genetically designed dragon, what do you do? You look to the military industrial complex, right? That's where the money is. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> um, so, Dan is uh, an active biologist. Um, he's written literally the book on putting the science in science fiction. Um, and, and he does. So, that, so he's part of our, our wave of hard science fiction. Yeah. Um, but dragons, too. <laughs> so, um, Deathless Gods came out in October um, by PC Hodgel. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. Another beautiful cover there um, uh, for uh, for Pat Hodgel. Um, part of one of my favorite series. Fortieth anniversary. Oh, it's the fortieth anniversary of the beginning of that series. Um, they they are just intricate and dark and arcane and beautiful and great characters. Um, also really good on horses. So well done, Pat. Um, Joel Presby 
in November. Right. Who's written well. with David Weber, but yeah. this is her first solo novel. It is. That's correct. For us, anyway. Maybe, no, no, no. maybe period. Period. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, yeah, we got uh, Kurt Miller, again, um, did did the, the cover for this. It's hard science fiction. Um, it's about what it takes on every possible level to get the first space elevator mm -hmm. up and going. Um, on the continent, on the continent of Africa. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. And so Kurt also did these beautiful portraits of the two main engineers um, involved in this effort, their cousins. Mm -hmm. um, and they have, right, so again, we were talking about family, right? They, they have to deal with their long, big, extended. I mean, I've seen it in the. It's oh, so yeah. beautiful. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're huge extended family, and that's part of the fun of the story, right? You know, they didn't just kill off all their relatives, <laughs> so, much as they might have wanted to at one point or another. So Joelle has lived in Africa, and she's writing what she knows, yeah. and it's just so authentic. Um, so, And again, one thing I do yeah. love about that kind of thing is um, we all like the familiar and stuff. We like what we like, and that's great, but it's also so cool to see something that everything feels new and fresh it might not to someone who yes. has lived in africa but to someone who hasn't yeah everything is cool you know like oh i didn't realize and the cultural differences and you know yeah and so it's yeah. it's neat to see that take through that different lens i guess you might say yeah it is and she also gets the the the, the giant mega corporate yeah corporation she also has experience in that right well I mean, she, she she was in the military yeah um and has worked with work with you know giant mm -hmm. military contractors yeah. she's an officer in the navy yeah. um and um so yeah she, so she gets multiple multiple different yeah. kinds of, of <laughs> that's of also culture. a different world yeah, yeah it is yeah, yeah, it is yeah. yeah for us it is yeah. so um really really you know, again, if you like hard science fiction, you are really going to, I think, go crazy for that one. Um, Trinity's Children by Dave Barra. Just, you know, so much fun space adventure, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's just pure space adventure. We have exploding spaceships on the cover. Right. What more do you need? <laughs> <laughs> right. um, Summer's End by uh, John Van Stry in December. Um, this, is a, this is another sort of grittier, it's not grimdark. Sure. But it's a, it's a grittier version of the future. Yeah. Um, people are leaving Earth because they need to get off the planet. Mm -hmm. um, and our hero is uh, 17. He's just turned his engineer's degree, and he needs to get off the planet. Um, as the novel develops, we discover more and more why <laughs> precisely he needs to leave yeah. the planet. Um, he, he is leaving a dark past behind him. Um, but this one reminded me so much of Heinlein, right? Yeah. Because he is a tough guy, right? And he relies on the lessons that he's learned as a tough guy to move forward in life. But he doesn't let that ruin it, right? right. He's, always, he's always striving for a better future. Mm -hmm. um, and again, he's striving to help his family, right? He's striving, he's striving to help get his brother off the planet and his parents off the planet. Um, and, uh, and he has many adventures um, along the way. Um, so it's near future, near space, written by a guy who's been an engineer, um, who's been a tough guy, and, and it, it just comes off so, so yeah. authentically. And he's yeah. a new writer for us uh, as well. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. it's exciting to have to have him come on to the Bain family, be part of the Bain family. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he uh, he's an experienced uh, indie author, mm -hmm. um, so he's uh, he's got some very successful self-published series, some science fiction, some fantasy, some other stuff. Uh, <laughs> this is not that. This is just pure hard science fiction. 
um, an adventure. Uh, and then finally, bringing bringing not, you know closing out the year. Let's put it that way. Uh, <laughs> World's Long Lost, which is a um, original anthology edited by uh, Christopher Rocchio, um, who started this project while he was um, an editor here at Bain, um, and uh, Sean C. W. Korsgaard, um, who uh, helped uh, Christopher wrap the project yeah. up when he came on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so we have nice continuity there. Yeah. Um, and this is sort of. Uh, Lovecraftian ancient alien science fiction sort of stuff. We, I, I get so the schedule so weird. But I think as you are watching this, probably the week before, if you've checked it out, we did a, a big interview with a lot of the contributors yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So give everyone get a chance to talk about their story. There's great people in it. Um, yeah, a lot of you know, a lot of a lot of names that you will recognize. So including. Right. Orson Scott Card, which we talked about uh, with Gray when he was talking about it. Yeah. Uh, that's the first Scott Card story in yeah. a Bane book. So, yeah. Yeah. I think Adam Oya Banji is, is also in it. Yeah, so. uh, he's an author uh, who just had a new novel out um, earlier this year. Um, I think this may be one of his first uh, short stories yeah, cool. um, that anybody yeah. has, has seen. Great stuff. So that's 2022. Yeah. So uh, what... Um, what about 23? we got a whole new year coming up. I'm so glad you asked. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what can people look forward to in uh, from Bain Books in the coming year? So uh, coming out in January, uh, we have the sequel to Rich Man's Sky. Is, Will McCarthy. Yeah. Right. Will yeah. McCarthy is Poor Man's Sky. Um, <laughs> so how, you know, how does, you know, we know how the rich guys get to space, right? Mm. They, they, you know, they develop their own rocket ships and send themselves up there, right? Boom, that, there you go. That's yeah. how you do it. Okay, go. Right. Easy peasy. Right. So the rest <laughs> of us. Maybe not that easy. Right. But the rest of us. Easier peasier than for the rest of us. Yeah. We, we, we partake in a. Um, uh, uh, it's like a reality show. Kind reality of TV yeah. show. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> so thousands of people sign up for this show. And um, part, part of the. Uh, what determines will let who gets into space is your popularity on this TV show, <laughs> and our hero in this, he knows he's not going to make. It. He knows he's not going to make it. He's close, he's close, yeah. he's really close, but he doesn't quite have the charisma that some of these guys do. But one of the guys who does have the charisma gets murdered on the moon. <laughs> yeah, this is cool because it's in the same world, but it's a very, it's not the same kind of book as the no. first one in the series. No, it's but very it's, different. Yeah, so it's very cool. Yeah. It is. It's, it's more of a straight narrative, mm -hmm. um, uh, less uh, uh, less uh, different viewpoints where we're following this one guy who is a police detective. So again, we're seeing that sort of police that detective mystery. way. Yeah. It's just happening. It's just happening. Um, uh, February, um, the month of love. What price victory? <laughs> right. um, uh, David Weber asked the question, what price victory? Um, and uh, it's a new uh, original anthology in the, uh, in the honorverse. Again, great stuff. In March, uh, the second book in Charles Gannon's, uh, Chuck Gannon's uh, um, epic fantasy series. Um, yeah, the, uh, yeah into what the, the Vortex. Vortex of Worlds, Vortex that's the name of, of the world. series. Yes, yes, and Into the Vortex is actually in the title. Yeah. Um, then um, also in March, we have Time Trials by uh, Mike Rothman, M.A. Rothman, and uh, again, our own DJ Butler. Yeah. Um, and that's a weird one, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but it's a cool one. It's a cool yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, we don't publish things that aren't cool, so it goes without saying. But <laughs> but it, but it's a little bit. It, it's it's a, it's got elements of a lot of different things, right? It's it's got um, elements of um, time travel, um, sort of reminiscent of Mike Williamson's. Uh, uh, long time until now. Long time until that now. Was, yes. Now this is. That was now. This is then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Mike has has hard hard titles. He does. Um, but. A uh, little bit of alien contact. Um, a lot of like Egyptian mythology. A lot of Egyptian yeah. mythology. Yes. Yeah. So if you if you think Egyptian mythology is cool and you like to go back to that time, um, these aliens will send you there. <laughs> no pressure. Only possibly the fate of the Earth. So yeah. <laughs> so time trials. Um, and then in April, um, again we're, we're we're looking at these at this fantasy moment. The is it book number. four? Four, four in Larry's fantasy trilogy. Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay, uh, Tower of Silence. Yeah, uh, and this is the uh, the Son of the Black Sword yes. epic fantasy. Yeah, yeah. I just read it. Yeah. It's dark. Yeah, it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether he's working with Steve Diamond or it's just that that's the part. I think it's that that's, that's the, the part, part of the this. story that yeah. we're in. But we learn a lot more about that world. So, Very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's a great series. I mean. Yeah. We like everything Larry does, but you know, we do. He's flexing on that one. I feel like you know, yeah. in, a, in a good way. Oh know. yeah, <laughs> ab ab absolutely. Yes, yes. Uh, going back to the trade paperbacks, we had chicks and tank tops. Chicks and tank tops, so much fun, right? Yeah, yeah. I wish I had a cover on that one. Um, uh, Dave Seely did did the cover for this um, from a concept by Jason Cordova. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the only reason Jason did this book was to get this cover, um, and I am, you know, I'm 100% behind yeah. it. So, um, and so was Esther, by the way. Um, Esther Friesner was the uh, creator of the Chicks and Chainmail yeah. series. Um, you know, I remember the convention where she came up to me and said, "Chicks and Chainmail and go," yeah. and I'm like, "Sure, that'll be great. We cannot call it that." And she's like, "No, of course not." <laughs> so I brought it to Jim Bain, and he's like, "Oh." We have to call it chicks and chainmail, and we're like, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the original chicks and chainmail, yeah. um, uh, you know, published amazing um, authors. Oh yeah, um, and, uh, and it was a series of. It was a series of original I don't remember how many now, but yeah, quite yeah, um, a few. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so when Jason had the idea to do military. Um, Chicks. Mm -hmm. uh, to, uh, this is actually you know one of our military science fiction original anthologies. So there yeah. are some very thoughtful military takes on this. There's also some weird stuff in here. Esther's story. Esther's story. <laughs> <laughs> whoa! <laughs> Just whoa! Um, it has everything in it, and it's brilliant, and it's great. Yeah. Um, it is absolutely worth the price of admission uh, yeah. for that alone. But Steve, yeah. and I know yeah. Jason has said this, but and we'll we'll talk about it. When yeah. it's released, but it's very important to him that Esther like give her blessing, and she yes. has been extremely supportive of it. Yeah. I know, uh, and so that in addition to being excited about the book, he was excited, you know, just to get to work, to, with, well, Esther. To work with Esther and have yeah. your hero and your inspiration sort of give her blessing and you yeah. know, for the book. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, and it's nice to see that generational, yeah, you know, uh -huh. handoff. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, no, loving that. Um, also in January, uh, Scarab Mission by um, uh, James Cambius, Jim Cambius, um, just doing great, mind-blowing, big, yeah. expansive ideas. This is a sequel to the Godel Operation. Yeah, yeah, Godel. 
Is Godel? it Godel or Godel? It is Godel okay, because I think there's I'm no the umlaut. He totally, okay. he, I, I was like, shouldn't that have an umlaut? And he's like, no, we don't use them in the future. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm like, that, that makes my typesetting easier. All right, there yes. you go. Yeah. That was a, I interviewed him about that on the podcast. and that was, I love that yeah. book. It was a, yeah. a grand romp. But like, but like, but like you saying, like mind bending ideas, and you know, um, yeah, hard science, but also, I don't know, this is great. Yeah, yeah. but but also great adventure. Right? And, but it, right. yes, the adventure, but also hard science fiction yes. at the same time. Right, know? right. You can have both. Yeah, you can do a we little do. bit of we, we peanut are, butter we, and chocolate. Absolutely, <laughs> we are all we are all about the and here, right? The power of and. Um, so uh, yeah, I think he and Will McCarthy are, uh, mm. yeah, and, and Joel coming up are just sort of the, the the modern day versions of uh bob ford and greg benford mm -hmm. and arthur c clark you know the 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 truly great big idea science yeah. fiction people right. um we're publishing them. yeah 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 <laughs> um mission critical um which is a uh military science fiction uh, set in uh, chuck gaiman's uh, reward universe mm -hmm. that's coming up um High noon on Proxima B, the uh, the space the space, second space western. Yes, the anthology. second space yeah. western. Again, original anthology uh, by David Booth, mm -hmm. who manages. He always puts together just a really cool bunch of people, yeah. and whose stories just you know they they all take a very different take on what does a weird western in space look yeah. like, uh -huh. right? Um, uh, let's see, the moon in a desert. Oh yeah, I know. Okay. We're excited about this. One. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. All right. So again, this is our part of our hard science fiction yeah. moment. Like very <laughs> super. <laughs> the hardest, hard. yeah. Right, but also hard. Too. Oh no! Right, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I guess kind of, some people get turned off. They think it's very sterile and technical, but that's not this. No. Yeah. No, right. not at all. It's it, it, it's a it's about um, well, it's an update of the six million dollar man. Right. It is written by uh, Dr. Rob Hampson. Um, who uh, you may have seen in the Wall Street Journal recently um, for his groundbreaking research on um, uh, artificial memory um, that uh, he implants in, in the brain. Um, so he's sort of taking it, all right, what's, what's the next step? What is it going to take for uh, someone to, um, who is uh, handicapped to be able to become space ready? And that is what the moon in the desert um, is about. It is about the, the next six million dollar yeah. man. Um, we can rebuild him. <laughs> so um, it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Again, just really excited. Uh, we're bringing Witchy Eye back in trade paperback. Um, Dave Butler's uh, first, the first book in, in his series. Um, more space. Uh, more hard, hard SF um, from Patrick Childs. Yeah. Um, Escape Orbit. This then this is. This is is that the second? That's yes. The, yes, yes, that's the second in his. Yeah. In, uh, yeah. yeah, his eccentric orbit series. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Wraithbound, that book that we were talking about yeah. by, by Tim, Tim Akers. And Tim did, we, yeah. we said Val Hellions and Night Watch, and those are sort yes. of, what we said, Men in Black at the Ren Fair. They're right. fun. They're like This is like not. Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> but it's, but they're, the audience will follow him, I think. You know, right? I think, I think. So. But it's, they're different books. They yeah. are very different. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's sort of a, a, as Monster Hunter is to um, Son, of the Son, Son of the Black Sword, yeah. so Night Watch is to Wraithbound, yeah. yeah. right? But yeah, yeah. So um, we we do know what it's going to look like for the rest of 2023. We've got a new standalone novel by Simon Green. Uh, we've got more from Weber and Hollow. 
we've got Hard Science Fiction Original Anthology Shared World by Les Johnson and um, engineer Ken Roy. Um, we've got, we talked about the new uh, Leah Miller, we've got a new Indrigent and Fix um, uh, Planet Butler, Adventure yeah. from Dave Butler. We've got more from Chuck Gannon. Um, we've got uh, a reprint anthology, uh, They're Here by uh, Hank Davis. And Another Jean great, Korsky. yeah. Yeah. I was, I mean, oh, yeah. Hank's taste is can't go wrong. No, yeah. you really can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's so reliable and so good, and yeah. his memory is just... Freakish. Yeah. <laughs> Freakishly good. Freakishly good. Um, yeah, yeah, no, but he, and, yeah. And, and again, working with uh, with Sean, a younger, uh, yeah. younger editor, you really get a range of stories. Um, so they're all, they're all themed, but they're all, you, but you get, you get to yeah. see all the variations. Yeah, they don't feel redundant. No, they, they feel really different every story. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, we are doing, uh, so there's sort of two moments happening in, in, in that season. We have, um, we have historical fantasy um, from uh, new to Bane author Gregory Frost. Um, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Called Reimer. Reimer is the first of, of this planned planned of three, um, and he gets the medieval right. <laughs> he absolutely gets all the details: the the architecture and the you know the mud and the you know economy and and, and all of it. Um, again, it's a little dark. It's a little dark, right? It's it's a very different take on the Thomas the Reimer. <laughs> okay, the elves. The elves are not the good guys. Yes. <laughs> they're not. They're just not. Um, so, uh, so, so that's coming out um, that season. But also, um, Howard Andrew Jones. Yeah. Um, we were talking about uh, sword, sword and sorcery mm -hmm. before. He's sort of the um, the dean of the new, uh, yeah. the new edge. I think they're calling it right for for, for sword and sorcery. Mm -hmm. um, if you like Conan. <laughs> you know, if you like Robert E. Howard, if you like David Drake's Vidius series, you are going to yeah. love the Hand yeah, yeah. of Our Chronicles. Oh, so, so, <laughs> so, so, so much fun. Um, and then we're also doing something new to Bane. Yes. Yes. We are, we are co-publishing uh, two graphic novels. Um, these are graphic novels that, um, uh, that were crowdfunded. Um, one was uh, Black Tide Rising. Um, graphic novel with Chuck Dixon as, as the lead author on that. Um, and that's, of course, related to John Ringo's Black Tide Rising right. series. Um, then we're doing also a superhero yeah. um, uh, a comic book, um, graphic novel. Um, they, it's about superheroes, right? And the, you know, the yeah. twist is that there is no... There's no weird we're subversion not, of not, the comic book trolls. <laughs> we decided to just not deconstruct it and see what happens. There we right. go. <laughs> <laughs> so they they are they are fun adventures. They're graphic novels. They're going to be available as ebooks and and as trade paperbacks. Um, and then uh, moving on further further deeper into the year, we've got uh, just I, I won't go over anything that I haven't already mentioned. Oh, new Monster Hunter book, new Monster Hunter memoirs book. Take, Even further back than the Ringo, no, or is that right? Or am it I is wrong? further back. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We take Monster Hunter into the disco era. Nice. There's so, going to be a disco ball on the cover. We did have Monster <laughs> Hunter Grunge, which yes. was ninety. Are we calling this Monster Hunter Disco? We're calling it Monster Hunter Fever. There we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, Alan Pollock is. Uh, we've just seen the sketches for, for that. Yeah. That's coming in. We've got a, we've got the second of the Hanover Chronicles. Will be in. The, uh, oh wow! Will be so close boom, on. Boom, yes. Boom. Okay. Yes. 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 Uh, let's see. Uh, Dirty Water um, by Tom Crabman. Tom is from Boston. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he loves that dirty water, right? The, the line <laughs> from the song. Um, and this is a weird portal science fiction thing that opens in a curiosity shop. So okay. very different. Yeah. Very different mode. That's probably not what most people immediately would think of. So that's cool. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's going to be interesting. Um, we've got a uh, new novel by uh, Richard Fox. Uh, Richard Fox, right. um, we know, has done The Governor um, mm-hmm. with David Weber. Yeah. This is a solo novel in his own universe. Oh, cool. um, it's a space fantasy adventure. Yeah, um, that's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big, sprawling, great, great characters. It's, yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and, and I think we probably... Oh, no, 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 no. I know one more. Um, well, two more. All right. We have a solo by Jacob Hollow in the... Um, um, the uh, Gordian Division okay. series um, cool. that yeah. will that will continue the detective um, detective th- uh, stream. Yeah. Yes. And then we have a, a new solo uh, science fiction novel by Mona Lisa Foster. Oh, great! Called Threading yeah. the Needle. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yes. Um, it uh, it's a planetary adventure. Um, uh, our our heroine is a retired military. Um, she's looking to become a um, a settler on a planet, but she's got to get, make the money first. Um, so she's just finished up her 10-year stint as a bodyguard to the rich and famous on this planet. She's made her nut, and now she just wants to go and live a peaceful life in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it happens, and that's the end of the book. <laughs> and that's it. That's, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's all we get. This one reminded me so strongly of Lois Bujold's. Yeah. Work. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's high yeah. praise. It really yeah. is. It really is. So, so there's a lot to look forward to next year. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking us through all of that. And uh, so, um, if you we we will we will talk about as many of these. We try to always do cover the the hardcovers and the trade paperbacks if the authors are available and willing. So um, we'll look forward to having them on in twenty twenty three. And of course, uh, I think besides the Travis when he was filming, I think all of these we've covered in the podcast. So oh, if you, if you, if something seemed interesting go buy the book but you can also go listen to the authors talk about the book on the on our website or our youtube channel um so tony thank you so much and we will look forward to 2023 at bain books all right thank uh, you david sure. okay. everybody we're here with dj dave butler you know him from the podcast you know him from uh, uh bain being a bain writer and you may know him. Also, he is a Bain editor now. You've been working on books this past year. I'm yeah. sure we'll talk about some of them. Well, that's so, very exciting. Uh, you uh, came on this year, or, or I guess very late last year, um, doing that. And we've been glad to have you as part of the team. And uh, let's jump into it and talk about 2022. Fantastic. And uh, some memorable points for you, I guess, as far as with regard to Bain. Yeah, yeah. with regard to Bain. Yeah. That's a good qualifier. Um, it was a great year. Wow, what a lot of fun we had. So uh, the, the the stack of books will remind me about the book-length stuff. So let me call out first Christopher Baxter's Bane Fantasy Adventure Award-winning short story on Cultivating a Chosen One. Wow, how fun was that? We had a lot of people in the office comment actually today as I've been talking about it that uh, what, a, what a favorite that was. Yeah. Uh, kind of a cool... Um, ironic systematic assault on the trope of hey prophecy there's a chosen one coming we'll prepare and we'll protect and you know 
uh, nurture the young Harry Potter so he can overthrow the Dark Lord. Uh -huh. uh, and that's uh, still available on, uh, on the Bane website. Uh, I don't know what the URL is, but if you search for Baxter or Chosen One on our website, you'll, you'll find the story free. Christopher's uh, all three of the, the winner and the, and the runners-up. I got to meet them. Uh, uh, interview them in the podcast. Met one of them at Dragon Con. And this, I think they're all... Uh, Young talent to watch. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, other great stuff, though. We, we had some cool anthologies this year, and uh, I confess I don't know all of them inside out, but but, uh, but a couple. You are in the inside. I am in the inside of some and of them. And maybe the outside is your name on the front. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, these, <laughs> these, no, these two, I wanted to call these out. Um, and I, I, it is true I happen to be in them, uh, but that that's I just think they're awesome. So Sword and Planet... What a cool, uh, neglected uh, genre. I think a lot of us, I guess us meaning people in science fiction who are as old as me. I don't know if this is true anymore. <laughs> but Edgar Rice Burroughs. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, like, I, I would go to the library and there were books that I would check out over and over again. And, and uh, Tarzan was cool, but I always liked John Carter. John Carter. The Venus stuff, also cool, but like John Carter of Mars was my guy. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, the, the idea to sort of resurrect, that is not dead genre, but to, to go back and look again, uh, at this, um, you know, not recently appreciated genre maybe, or, and, or, and in some ways, I mean, you can talk about HG Wells and, but in some ways the roots of the genre really, yeah, you know, uh, I mean, well, John Carter is like 1912, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah, very early. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and, and to sort of play with a little bit the, um, with the boundary between fantasy and science fiction, right? Uh, right. I mean, Sword and Planet, um, is potentially right there, uh, where, where John Carter, I mean, is it science fiction really? I mean, I don't know, it's spaceships, it's aircraft, the guy has right. a sword, uh, he kind of gets the, to Mars by magic, um, so this is a uh, this is a lot of fun with uh, some great writers and T.C. McCarthy, uh, Jody Nye, Tim Akers. I have a short story in it. So um, yeah, that was a really cool one. Right at the beginning of the year, right January, February, something like that. It may have even been late twenty one. Was it? I don't remember. I thought it was but scheduled for late twenty one. And maybe, no, I think it did come out in like February. We had supply yeah. chain issues or something. Yeah, so I it think was it was February. Of the year. Yeah, I think you're if right. If I have inadvertently chosen a twenty twenty one book, my apologies. <laughs> I was excited about no, it in 2022, though. Exactly. That, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever it actually came out, <laughs> the excitement carried over. Yeah, the whole the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So what's this? What so we Weird World War Four. Sean yes. Hazlett has done this great series. Um, there is a Weird World War Three. Um, this one is out. I think it just came out in mass market, or is about to come out in mass market now. Um, there is also a Weird World War China coming. It's very topical, uh, and uh, pr probably that's coming in 2023. Something that, that probably 2024, maybe. I'm getting a signal from our cameraman. Uh, so uh, that that one's coming up. These are uh, again some some huge contributors. Uh, Jonathan Mayberry, for example, is in here. Um, you know, Brad Torgerson, Mike Williamson. So, um, and, uh, and, and, and like, uh, David said, it, it happens. I have a story in both of these, but the weird world war four anthology, weird world war three, 
was, uh, you know, the premise was you write a story about a world war that is presumably in the future of now, but at least after World War II, uh, which is in some sense weird. Uh, weird World War IV is a, uh, you have to write about a world war in the future in which there has been an intervening war. Yeah. So, right, you have to, you have to be two world wars uh, in the future. And uh, so, a lot, and it's not a single war. This is not a one of these anthologies. It's not a shared timeline. Yeah, yeah right. right. So, uh, so they're 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 pretty wildly different. And some, I know some authors in this one were in three, and they mm -hmm. sort of did sequels. But mm -hmm. some were not in three, and, right. and they admitted two, like you said. Right. You, know, you had to you had to at least have a little bit of backstory yeah. about the missing right. war in between. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So uh, that's a lot of fun. Sean Hazlett is a guy to watch. He he also is a writer. Uh, I think sort of tends to favor horror, actually, personally, and his own writing. So um, love that those came out. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, now, have you read the Lynn Scold books, Library of the Sapphire Wind and Aurora Borealis Bridge, David? I haven't. I we confess, put out so many books. I it's confess hard to that read. I I I have not read those yeah. all the way through. I've, yeah. But it is, it is cool. You have, you do know though. That I do love one this cover painting. Feature. This is yeah. pretty cool, yeah. right? Uh, it is uh, one painting. Tom Kid. Uh, uh, this this reflects apparently the way we got the manuscript. We got one manuscript, and it was long enough that my understanding is Tony said, "Make this two books," and so Jane did. Jane's a delight. Uh, I got to interview. I, I got to read these. Um, I had to read them because I got <laughs> to interview her about them. And, uh, and, uh, it was a lot of fun. This is, uh, it's about three women who, uh, have a book group and they're, they're mature women. So I think the young one is 50 and I think there's a 60 and 70 ish. And, uh, they, because they're all various reasons, various degrees, basically single, they are, um, they are the only ones who show up for the reading club, the book club at the local library on Valentine's Day when they are summoned into another world. It's a portal fantasy, but the thing is, in this other world, they are basically the, the role of uh, fairy godmothers. So there are, yeah. <laughs> there are what would be YA protagonists if they were the protagonists, which they're not. There are these young people in the other world, and I say people, but if you see the covers, you know, the, they're a bunch of uh, zoomorphs, basically, humanoids with animal heads. Um, and that's what they are. There's a stag-headed and a fox-headed and a lion-headed uh, youth who have various serious crises. And uh, they, when they try to summon help, they get these three women. So it's kind of like uh, an epic fantasy novel in which we are following the adventures of the fairy godmothers. Uh, and uh, it's great. It's intergenerational. Um, but rather than being told from the view of the kid getting to sort of understand the old, the, the, the older person, like something like the, you know, um, uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Michael Caine, Young Lions, right? Or Old Lions was the name of the film. Might be Old Lions. Uh, we, we always see that story from the side of the kid, right? Mm -hmm. And this is that story from the side of the yeah. adult um, going and solving what is ultimately confronting what is ultimately a world-threatening uh, crisis in this fantasy world, which which ultimately, and this is the kind of fantasy I love, ultimately involves 
elements from our world, including kind of legendary reimagining of like biblical creation story stuff. So, uh, very cool. A lot very of fun. Cool. Um, there, and I think there's a book three. I think she's working on a book three. Yeah, uh, so I don't know what air, uh, order I will edit these together, but I did just talk to Tony and she's oh, yeah. confirmed. Yeah. It's a, it's maybe not quite like a direct sequel, I think she said, oh, yeah. but it is a third book in the, in the world. Yeah. Oh, she and I both talk about this book? D Tony talked about all this, oh, okay. so don't worry about it. Okay, we want to hear your point of view, too. Don't, don't. Uh, and yeah. speaking of your point of view, well, another thing I know you, is cool is that you're, you've gotten a chance to, uh, and maybe this is for next year, but it was for this year, too. You got a chance to uh, uh, work on, as an editor, work on the Tim Powers book, which I know is a thrill for you because you are a mild the mildest of Tim Powers fans. Is that, uh, I, yeah. is that a, an understatement? It's like having the mildest case of rabies. Uh, <laughs> so I've been a Tim Powers, Powers fan since, again, going to the library. This is what I did as a kid. I was, you know, 11, 12 years old. I walked the library a mile away, and I would check out whatever books I could, and then I would hit the Smith's grocery store and buy a 99-cent bag of uh, licorice, and I would go lay in my bed and, and read books all day. And, um, and I read uh, The Drawing of the Dark, uh, and I, I think I must have been no older than 12 when I read it. I, and uh, it, it's, uh, we do not publish that book, at least presently, but it's an absolutely fabulous um, story about the Siege of Vienna and an Irish mercenary who sort of comes in contact with this crazy old artillery engineer. Um, and and it, it unfolds that at Vienna, there is this, uh, there is this grave of a culture hero, like the original culture hero of the West, and it is now beneath a vat of beer. It's inside the vat of beer, and so this, the physical body of this original culture hero of the West, slowly brews this beer, and every eight hundred years. The beer has to be tapped. It's called the drawing of the dark, the Herzen Vest, the heart of the West dark beer. And uh, and that's a moment of great weakness for the West. And that moment when the powers of, you know, that oppose the West rise up to try and overthrow it. And so, you know, Suleiman's siege of Vienna is is the, the forces of darkness coming to try and stop the wet the, the dark from being drawn. And it turns out that Brian Liffey, the mercenary, uh, I think his name Liffey, is, uh, is the inevitable, every time the, the, draw, the dark is drawn, that culture hero reincarnates. And so in the previous life, the previous days, he was King Arthur. And now he's Brian Liffey. And so he's now, you know, he has to save the, he has to protect the beer until, I can't remember if it's like Midsummer or the Equinox or something when the beer has mm -hmm. to be drawn with the help of crazy old gunpowder Merlin while Vienna is besieged. So, like, what a wonderfully insane, uh, erudite, <laughs> delightful, exciting book. I've been a fan of Tim since then. Um, yeah, I got to, I, I met him in, in recent, um, I mean, probably 2018 or 2019, met him at DragonCon, and uh, uh, I consider him a, a friend. He knows my name, I think. Uh, so... <laughs> So uh, uh, it was very exciting. First, in the first case, this year I got to interview Tim uh, right. uh, about um, 
his uh, Vickery and Castine books. Yeah, uh, the third, the, the third one. Yeah, um, uh, which tackles Stolen UFOs. Skies. Yeah, is that Stolen right? Stolen Skies. Skies. Yeah, yeah. Which is the Vickery and Castine books are. So I should say I really like that one, Stolen Skies. Um, if you are at all entertained by you don't have to like believe anything but if you are at all entertained by talk of ufos tinfoil hat stuff right uh black helicopters uh you know secret geometries and uh, standing stone formations right uh this is a series for you vickery and castine are both basically secret agents uh, Castine is is in the different stories with different federal agencies. Vickery is sort of used to be with, but is now he's like the Gene Hackman character in Enemy of the State. You know, everything wrapped in tinfoil, living in trailers, and uh, and it's an urban fantasy trilogy. Yeah. Uh, and and I got to interview Tim. Absolute delight. Um, I also got to edit the Tim Powers novel. Yeah. How like how <laughs> crazy is that? Uh, like if you had told 12 year old Dave, Hey, there will come a day when you get to yeah. edit a Tim how Powers cool. novel. Yeah. How cool. I, first of all, I would say, what do you mean edit? Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm 12. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm 12. But once you understood, yeah. you would have been impressed. I would have been impressed with my future <laughs> self. Um, it, it was a lot of fun. So I will, yeah. so this book is coming out in 2023, yeah. uh, fall. Uh, I will tell you, uh, if you liked, uh, stress of her regard. Right, which is a classic Tim Powers novel in which Byron and Shelley and Keats are important characters. It's about that's a great one. You should read stress if you haven't heard of this book or read it, you should go read Stress of Her Regard, even though we don't publish it, but 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 you should read it. It's about um it's about a tribe of mountain dwelling vampires who harass mortal men but also give them poetic abilities. And it's about how basically Byron ultimately tries to fight back uh, and defeat the Lamiae. And so it's this secret history and it ties in with like, you know, the writings of these various poets and novelists, but also like the Carbonari, the sort of Italian version of Freemasonry, uh, who are sort of anti-Habsburg rebels in, in at least some of them in the real world. But in this history, they're a secret rebellion against this vampire tribe uh, Classic Tim Powers. Um, Hide Me Among the Graves uh, was sort of a semi-sequel to that. This new book, My Brother's Keeper, takes us in a very similar space. And I, I don't want to say too much, so I will say that uh, uh, the protagonist is a classic uh, figure from English uh, I literature. Think, I think Tony... Uh, or the Bean Spilled. You can say who it is. Yeah. Emily Bronte yeah. is the main character. Uh, it's mostly Emily Bronte's point of view, but it's about the Bronte family being cursed and dealing with a, a curse that involves werewolves and demons uh, and other stuff. That's and it's it's very cool. It's very yeah, I'm excited about this. Yeah, but uh, well, you, we mentioned you're in there, uh, yeah. but you've also had some stuff come out. Um, I, we talked. Uh, I, Again, on a, we'll probably put Tony at the end editing uh, when I edit this. But I talked to Tony about uh, Abbott in Darkness. Oh yeah, first science, first real 
My first, first straight up first science real fiction science novel. Fiction. Yeah, first, first, real, first, uh, first, uh, first, first real novel. Real, well, I, let's strong words. No, yeah. <laughs> no. but your first you, yes, straight up straight science, up science fiction, fiction novel. novel. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I, boy, I really enjoyed it. Oh, it's very kind. And, uh, and we talked about it on the podcast. And uh, yeah. so uh, I don't know if you want to talk about that. Um, uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I'll talk about that. And, and, and then uh, we need to talk about. What's coming up for you next year? Because you got a few things in the pipeline. Yeah, I do. So, um, Avid and Darkness is um, story of a space accountant, which right. This is what we we all want to read. It's a uh, <laughs> looks about a young a young man, not not a child, like a young man. He's got a young family. Okay, he's out of school. It's his first big job. This is his big shot, and uh, at you know making his fortune. Uh, and uh, and it's on a planet 40 light years from Earth that is controlled by uh, by a by a corporation by a big company, and uh, and it's the the model here is the East India Company, okay, where um, without going too much into this, right, the the sort of the basic problem with the East India Company. Is that they were far enough away from London that they sort of, on purpose, sort of accidentally assumed government-like functions, but they didn't have government-like incentives or government-like checks. Right. Right. So they have a for-profit corporation, basically being finding itself in charge, and and that's the situation here. So yeah. the Saravar Company and Saravar System. Uh, John Abbott goes for this, you know, his job as an accountant, and gets uh, and and gets sort of caught up in this uh, uh, espionage, uh, you know, uh, skimming from the books, gun running uh, sort of plot in which he quickly he, his life and his family's life's in jeopardy, and and um, so it's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so science fiction, a lot of fun. Uh, ray guns, family dog. There's a I, I tuckerize my dog, um, <laughs> and uh, and and yeah, that was uh, that came out this year, and uh, I was very excited to see that. A lot of fun. Does the dog live? The dog lives. The dog lives. The dog also changes color. It is my dog, except that the dog, Your dog changes does color. not change colors. My dog doesn't actually change colors. My dog sort of appears to change colors. Yeah. Yeah, like in the, the uh, trick of the light or something. Well, in the in the summer, she sheds her uh -huh. coat's a lot thinner. She looks reddish, and then in the winter, the coat's her coat's a lot thicker and it looks black. So yeah, that came out. That was a lot of fun. Uh, what are these guys? Doing? Well, let me talk about this, but but give me a minute. Yeah. Let me talk first no, about Pat Child. Because I want to, I want to talk about that as well. Uh, I got to edit Tim. Par I've got to edit other novels too. I've I've been editing various Bane novels, and 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 if I leave one out, that just you should not infer that I don't like it. Uh, but I just want to talk about two. So sure. Tim yeah. Tim Powers, awesome, and uh, Pat Childs. Holy cow, Pat Childs. Uh, so uh, we publish uh, published two books by Pat, and his third with us at least is coming out next year. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's called Escape Orbit, uh, and I got to edit that. Man, that was a lot of fun. Pat's a smart guy. He's a smart writer. Hard science fiction, sort of near future science fiction, uh, sort of like um, uh, you know something like Christopher Nolan's. Oh shoot, now I forgot the name of it. Uh, the one about relativity. Interstellar. Interstellar. Thank you. Um, 
it's sort of kind of in that space in terms of time and also in terms of a little bit some kind of the feel. So if you read uh, Frozen Orbit, which was the first book uh, in the series, Frozen Orbit is uh, about an expedition out to Pluto because there's some weird readings out there. And uh, basically, we pick up where that where that finishes, and uh, the protagonist, uh, or I should say, our, a point of view character from book one. I don't want to spoil book one at all. Um, basically, wakes up and m maybe potentially, to our surprise, is still alive, uh, but also uh, sort of not in his own body. Uh, and it's about discovering uh, what is uh, exploring what the anomaly was that was discovered at the end of book one. Uh, it's it's got an interesting kind of thinking about relativistic effects and uh, you know kind of a first contact scenario where the contact is really with artifacts, right? As opposed to Green Man comes out of a suit and says, "Take me to your leader." So, uh, Pat Childs, Patrick Childs, really, really smart stuff. Escape Orbit. You, so, so go read Frozen Orbit now. And, and you'll be ready. And then you'll be ready. And you could also read Frontier, which is his uh, standalone, standalone yeah. novel, not in the same series. So, yeah. So, I'm looking forward to that. It was a lot of fun to edit those books this year. I'm looking forward to books coming out. Um, this book came out. This is a book by me, but it's not from this year. It's uh, 2020. I know that because it came out in July of 2020, yeah. right in the height of COVID, when no one was going to bookstores, yeah. and people were worried about losing their jobs. <laughs> so, but um, uh, but it's a lot of fun. It is uh, sword and sorcery ish. Um, it is a little science fiction ish. It is about uh, it's about it's about a future Earth and these two kind of sword and sandal characters who are making a living basically as mercenaries they're thinkers it's a it's a heavily banter driven sort of, kind of setting a buddy cop it's buddy know, comedy maybe thing not cop but yeah, yeah. well kind of cop yeah. by the end they basically become cops not buddy yeah but yeah it's it's a it's a it's a buddy cop story um but we bring it up now we bring it up now uh because there are two sequels coming out in 2023 very exciting so uh the first is uh in uh, oh, May or something like that, and it's called Between Princesses and Other Jobs, and that's actually a collection. So I've written ten short stories about these characters. So actually, the the story in Sword and Planet that I have is a is a story about Indrajit and Fix, um, and uh, and uh, Between Princesses and Other Jobs is a collection of ten short stories, and then a brand new novella. So even if you've read those short stories, which you probably haven't read all of them, but if you have, thank you. You are an avid P.J. Butler fan, and you, you might have been tracking them. Bought all the magazines and anthologies, you know. Yeah, yeah. You will still have something new. You, there is still something new. There's still an anthology called The Politics, or not anthology, a uh, novella, novella called The Politics of Wizards. Um, yeah, and uh, it's got a great cover art. Uh, Kieran Yanner uh, is the cover art for book two. And he did this too. Right? He did not. No, oh, that this is, is different. by the Captain out. Morgan guy. Um, Don Mates. That's it, Don Mates. Um, who also did the covers on the current editions of uh, Book of the New Sun. The, ah. uh, what are they called? Yeah, yeah, Gene Wolfe. But yeah. the, they have the two books, in, like, one of them's called Sword, one of them's called Claw. Is that right? It's four, four books and oh, two volumes. The, uh, 
Anyway, yeah. those have Don Mates covers. Yeah, well, this is a great cover. And the new one is great. <laughs> and the new one's great, too. Oh, do we have? And do we have... Oh, hey, check this out. So here's well, our this handsome is, this cameraman. this is slightly different than the final version. The right? final version it has a little bit different design, but this but part the is on it. Thing, yeah. So this is Karen Yanners, and you can see it's got uh, Indrajit and Fix and their dog-headed uh, Keon Archer companion. Uh, and uh, here's, these are actually clients. These little sort of badger-looking fellows. Um, and this is sort of the climactic battle at uh, the politics of wizards, actually. So, and then and then there's a, no a full-on straight-up novel that follows later in the year, which is called uh, Among the Grey Lords, which is about the thieves' guilds of the ancient city Kish where they live. So, uh, so yeah. I look forward to that. Yeah. And then there's... At least one other thing. And one other thing, I have, um, I also have a novel coming out with Mike Rothman in March. This is M we know him as Mike, but M. A. Rothman. M. A. Rothman. Yes. yes. Yeah. Actually, I guess there's two things. So, okay, uh, two. novel coming out. Uh, it's called Time Trials, and uh, that's a lot of fun. It's um, sort of Stargate meets Indiana Jones as an archaeology team goes back in time to ancient Earth and discovers that monsters rule North Africa, and they're trying to they become the champions of humanity against these uh, against these monsters. That's got some some light gamelet kind of elements too. If you're a gamelet reader, you might check it out for that reason. But also the same month, um, uh, Witchy Eye gets oh, a right. new edition. Yeah, uh, well, because we don't have it. Which we don't have out. it. Doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Which which uh, has a, an author's preface. And also has a, um, a short story in it called Calvin Calhoun Sees the Lights of Atlanta. Uh, and, uh, and the reason, or part of the reason why I knew, or I should say at least at the same time, I think something is happening, is the new edition of Witchy Eye is coming out. And I think that means that Witchy Eye, the old edition, is going to become free on the Bane oh, website. Great. You're going to become part of... I will be one of the yes. into the Bain Free Library. That's correct. Excellent. I will be in the Bain Free Library. So as All of right. March, you'll if you if you're like I've been on the fence about this Dave guy for six seven years. I don't know about him. Uh, you can try that one for free. Oh, excellent. So uh, yeah. So well, that's uh, I feel like I'm talking very fast. Sorry, David. Well, we got a lot uh, to cover, so no yeah. worries. Yeah, uh, a lot of exciting things happening. Yeah, yeah. For you and for Bain. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and absolutely. you at Bain. And me at Bain. The Venn diagram overlap. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, let's see, I don't know if I can say this. You have to delete this out if, okay. if, if I can't well, say this part. So um, one of the projects that it looks like I'm probably going to be working with is getting into our um, our study guides a little bit, which I'm oh, excited. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's not secret that we have them. No, yeah. So these are the guides that we, we provide. Uh, so if you are a teacher or a homeschooler, um, and you want to use our books, you give the kids something uh, yep. exciting to read. Uh, you can use these as I think a little, uh, or even for a book club, I think that would be okay. To, yeah. You know, uh, so you things like you know, yeah. hey, here are maybe some of the challenging vocabulary to look yeah. up, right? Have your students look these words up. Yeah. You know, here are some discussion questions. You know, here are some here are themes to think about in the book. You know, here are historical references and what they mean. Right, that kind of thing. 
So we've got them for a number of our books, and, and we haven't put out any for a few years. It's been a minute, yeah. It's been a minute. So, yeah, that's well, that's exciting. I am so excited. We'll I think that's actually very cool. Opportunities for, uh, yeah. for those. So. Yes. And maybe I can get Pat Childs and Tim Powers that he gets. Uh, maybe. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Well, uh, this is DJ Butler, Dave Butler, and uh, you have seen him on the podcast before, and you're going to continue, I hope. I'm excited. You're not yeah, going to yeah, turn yeah. me down on I just need camera. you to okay. tell me what's next. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. <laughs> do it. Uh, so uh, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking about Bain over the this last year and looking forward into the future. Fantastic. Thank Thanks you. very much, David. All right. And now we bring you Timothy Zahn's Cobra. Earth's only hope was the Cobras. The colony world's Adirondack and Silvern fell to the troughed forces almost without a struggle. Outnumbered and on the defensive, Earth made a desperate decision. It would attack the aliens not from space, but on the ground, with forces the troughs did not even suspect. Thus were created the Cobras, a guerrilla force whose weapons were surgically implanted, invisible to the unsuspecting eye, yet undeniably deadly. But power brings temptation, and not all the Cobras could be trusted to fight for Earth alone. Johnny Moreau would learn the uses and abuses of his special abilities and what it truly meant to be a Cobra. Interlude the haiku garden in Horm's dome apartment was a minor miracle of horticultural design, a true example of the melding of nature with technology. Somehow, Darl had never before noticed the harmony of the place, the ease, for example, with which the holographic walls and ceiling complemented the pattern of the walkways to give the illusion of a much larger garden than was actually here. The gently shifting winds, the whispered hints of distant waterfalls and birds, the genuine sunshine brought in via mirrors from outside. Darl was impressed by the richness of it all. Had Horm, he wondered, always kept these sensory distractions at a minimum whenever the two men had walked here together in the past? Probably. But today there were no reports for Horm to concentrate on. Only small talk and goodbyes. You'll need particularly to watch out for Comité Pendrican. Orm commented as he stooped briefly to examine a particularly well-textured Saqqara shrub. He's never liked me and will probably transfer that animosity to you. Illogical, really, but you know the multi-generational grudges they like to hold on Zimbwe. Darl nodded. He was well aware of Pendrican's attitude. I've watched you handle him often enough, sir. I think I know the levers to use on him. Good. But don't go out of your way to pick any fights for a while. The committee's a surprisingly conservative body, and it'll be a bit before they feel at ease with you sitting at the table instead of behind it. And vice versa, Darl murmured. Horm smiled, the expression becoming wistful as he looked around the garden. I have no fears for you, Darl. You have a natural talent for the job of comité, the ability to see what needs to be done and how to do it. This whole resolution of the immediate Cobra problem showed that. Your campaign was masterfully executed, from original concept to final committee approval. Thank you, sir. 
though, as I've said before, the basic idea came from elsewhere. Horm waved aside the distinction. You're not supposed to reinvent the fusion plant every time you need something. It's your staff's job to come up with ideas. It's your job to evaluate them. Don't ever fall into the trap of trying to do it all yourself. Darl suppressed a smile. Yes, sir. Horm gave him a sideways glance. And before you savor the irony of that too much, remember how much work I've dumped on you alone. Pick your aids well, Darl. In all too many cases, they're what make or break a comité. Darl nodded silently, and the two men continued their walk. Looking around, Darl found his mind drifting back and forth across his thirteen years as Horm's aide. It didn't seem nearly long enough to prepare him for the task ahead. So, what's the latest word from Aventine? Startled, Darl tried to put his brain back online. Aventine? Oh, right, the new colony world. The first wave of colonists seems to be settling in well enough. No major problems or overly dangerous fauna. At least as of three months ago. Horm nodded. True. The communications time lag, Darl had already realized, was going to be a problem in governing the new colony. Choosing a competent and reliable governor-general was going to be a major committee task soon. And how do the Trofts seem to be taking it? Horm asked. No trouble at all, so far. Not even any boarding of ships going down the corridor to check for military hardware. Hmm, not what I expected. Still, all the ships up to now have been carrying cobras as well as colonists. They may not have wanted to tangle with them again, but that can't last. Horm walked for a moment in silence. Somewhere along the line, the Trofts are bound to realize Aventine is a potential threat to them. When that happens, the colony has to be strong enough to defend itself. Or spread out enough that it can't be taken in a single blow, Darl suggested. Horm sighed. A less acceptable position, but probably a more realistic one. Certainly in the short run. They'd come full circle around the garden now, and Horm paused at the office door for one last look. If you'll sit still for one final word of advice, Darl, he said slowly. I'd recommend you find someone for your staff who really understands the Cobras. Not their weaponry specifically, but the Cobras themselves. Darl smiled. I believe I can do even better than that, sir. I've already been in touch with the young man who suggested the Aventine colony in the first place. His brother, as it happens, is one of the Cobras out there. Horm returned the smile. I see I've trained you better even than I thought. I'm proud to have you as my successor, Comité Darl. Thank you, sir, the younger man managed to say. May you always be so proud of me. Together they left the garden, to which Horm would never return. That was another installment in Timothy Zahn's Cobra, and that's it for the podcast. Thanks as always to Audible.com and podcast theme composer Ruth Judkowitz. Praise, thanks, and gratitude to Tony Weiskopf, DJ Butler, Gray Reinhardt, and good night, Tony Daniel, wherever you are. This is David F. Shirod coming to you from a soundproof bunker somewhere deep in the heart of Texas. Join us here next week at the hammering heart of science fiction and fantasy, and keep 
reaching for the stars. 